Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. And today I want to talk about fire. And I'm I'm kind of shy to say this, but the fact that my husband and I hit our fire number when I was 37 years old um, is still mind-blowing to me. And the weird thing is I thought that I was ready to quote-unquote retire, but I'm not. And I want to share with you what uh, AJ and I are doing instead. And so today's episode are four things that I am in, I'm doing uh, while we are in early retirement stage. So after five years of painstakingly managing our budget, growing our income, and paying down $300,000 of debt, AJ and I reached a goal that I never thought we would do in at least another decade, and that is that FIRE number. And that means that we have enough money investments to become work optional according to the calculation traditionally used by FIRE, or financial independence, relax early. And for us, our FIRE number equated to about $900,000, which will generate enough income to cover basic living expenses and about $3,000 per month. Now, if you want to get caught up in all of those numbers, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, And I know some of you're thinking like $3,000 isn't a lot to live on. But if you have no other debt, if you don't have a mortgage payment, if you don't have credit card debt, and if you are living relatively simply, it is doable in certain places in America. I'm not going to tell you all the places in America, but some places in America, it is doable. And so we consider that to be our first milestone in our FIRE journey. But hitting that number did not end the financial freedom uh, path because instead, it actually kickstarted us into the next phase, which is mastering our tax drawdown strategies, detaching from our career uh, identities, and learning how to truly relax for the first time in our adult lives. So if you are working towards financial independence, you should know that you will get there if you stay committed to your goals and in your investing, and even if you mess up a few times along the way like we did. But you should also know what happens next. So here are four things AJ and I are doing right now, now that we've hit our fire number. So number one, we are finally trying to detach ourselves from the ideas of forever homes and forever careers. Now, as first generation of Asian Americans, both our parents ingrained in us that success would be a high-paying, stable career and one big house we raised our family in. Now, without the pressure of having to go to work for more money, we're both so excited to try new kinds of work that we have intrinsic interest in. AJ has been exploring old hobbies like collecting and trading comic books and I have been learning about, you know, lots of small businesses and together we've been traveling around North Carolina and just learning about all different kinds of things. 
I've also taken a personal interest in creating more personal finance content on social media and writing courses and writing articles. And now I'm getting into live speaking events. And if you had asked me a few years ago, if I would ever have considered myself a writer or a speaker, I'd have been like, I don't know who you're talking to. But those are the things that I'm trying out right now because knowing that we have the cushion of a basic retirement has actually given us more confidence and more time to explore what different careers can be for each of us without the need to stick to it if we find that it doesn't actually work out for us uh, after we try it. The other part of really detaching our, our identities from what we were so used to as you know Asian Americans is that we're also starting to really reinterpret our version of the American dream. Now, a lot of people think of the American dream as a white picket house and the really nice, fancy, you know, three-car garage and the beautiful car sitting in the said garage. Um, but for us, the American dream is really moving to a new city every few years or maybe having multiple smaller homes around the world rather than just one big home that we buy and pay off for 30 years like a lot of other families do. So after reaching our fire number and paying down our four-bedroom house in Charlotte, North Carolina, we actually bought a smaller condo in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. If you guys have never been to Asheville, it is adorable. You should definitely go check it out. It's actually the number six retirement city in the country. And we learned that we didn't really miss the maintenance of a larger home. Like we don't miss uh, mowing the lawn. We don't miss all of the all of the repairs that we had to do in the house. And we ended up selling the larger home and are finding that less lawn and household items to maintain better fits our definition of retirement. Now, here's the kicker, though. I thought that Asheville was going to be the place. And two years later, exactly two years later, we're deciding to move back to Charlotte. And we're not only uh, coming back to Charlotte, but we're renting. Oh my gosh, is that crazy that we have now hit our fire number and that we have our first million dollars and we're actually really financially stable and we're not buying a house? Who does that? Well, AJ and I are doing that. And so for any of you who are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm wasting money by renting and not buying a house, mm, it's not always for everybody. And so part of our financial journey is figuring out is that is is buying a house something that we really want to do or is it because we were told that that's what we're supposed to do. So part of what I really want to encourage you as a listener is to think through all the things that you said on your money goals and are those things that you actually want or are those things that you think you're supposed to do. Hey guys, it's Bernadette. If you like what you're hearing but want to meet in real life, consider taking my next masterclass or joining my membership at crushyourmoneygoals.com. Which leads me to number two. We are reshaping our preconceived ideas about retirement. And so when I teach the principles of FIRE at Crush Your Money Goals, I always ask my students what they would do if they were to retire early. And the most common answers I get are, one, travel, two, spend more time with family, and three, you know, start a new hobby or pick up a new hobby or revisit an old hobby. And so my husband and I would have had the same answers and now we actually have the opportunity to test those ideas out in our 30s and 40s rather than waiting until we are 50 or 60 to try those things out. 
So after we reached our fire number, we decided to give ourselves permission to slow down our investing and reroute some of those funds to things like vacations and eating out more for AJ's board games and to things like live concerts. And with both our jobs becoming fully remote during the pandemic, we also took the opportunity to work from anywhere and become my dream, which is a digital nomad, something I had always fantasized about even before the pandemic. And it's all been great, except here's the twist, y'all, in the story that we did not expect at all. We found all of this to be so incredibly exhausting. It turns out that waking up in a new city every few days isn't as thrilling as I thought it would be. And I learned that I actually enjoy sleeping in my own bed now and cooking my own food more than not. And the 100 plus board games that AJ so enthusiastically bought during the pandemic have largely gone unplayed. And while I still go to a lot of K-pop and country music concerts, and I will always plan to do that, I don't necessarily look forward to the big crowds and the long lines, even if BTS is on the other side of it. So now, rather than centering ourselves around productivity and achievement, we've started to learn how to prioritize rest and relaxation for the first time in our adult lives. One simple way I've done this is by keeping what I call an off-screen journal, which is encouraging me to schedule downtime that doesn't include anything on television, computer, or my phone. And it's been incredibly eye-opening to find how hard it is for me to take a simple stroll, read for pleasure, sit by the fire, or do things that actually bring me joy but aren't quote-unquote productive. And so one of the things that I really want to encourage you as a listener is to consider yourself a work in progress and start practicing what retirement looks like for you now so that you don't wait until your 50s or 60s and realize, actually, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Maybe there's something else that I want to do. Number three in our lessons as we are exploring FIRE is that we are actually learning how to be even smarter with our investments. And just as soon as we hit our FIRE number, the investments we had, which were mostly in index funds and ETFs, started to decline in value because uh, at the time of this podcast recording, the market is incredibly volatile. And when I say the market, I mean specifically the stock market, and it's making me a little bit crazy. Because this felt incredibly disheartening after benefiting from years of steady increases and at times I really wondered if we should have put all our money into our investments as quickly as we did. I kept questioning whether or not I did the right thing. But then I had to remind myself that these dollars were put in there for the long haul and I need to just let them do their thing for the next few decades. And while I continue to dollar cost average at a less aggressive rate than we did before, I am also looking at ways that we can continue to diversify the additional investing that we're doing in now, including learning about things like real estate investment trusts and traditional real estate again and NFTs and maybe being an angel investor someday. And I learned that I don't know a lot about those things and there is still a lot of information out there that I am consuming to figure out how we want to continue to invest in the future. Now, it's a little bit boring, but I'm also learning ways on how we can save on additional taxes from our current investments. And so last year, I'm very proud about this, I opened up my own 401k through my business for the first time after not having had access to a 401k since leaving my last corporate job. And this one move alone has saved me thousands and thousands of dollars in taxes. And um, especially because I would have taken that same money and put it into a regular brokerage account. 
one of the things that I want you to consider as you are thinking about FIRE is do you have someone, preferably a tax professional, on your side to help you figure out the most tax advantageous ways to save up for retirement and to save your investing? Because if he had not told me, when I say he, my own personal tax advisor had not told me about some of these strategies, I would probably still be doing the same kind of investing that wasn't going to help me down the path uh, to early retirement. And so here is number four, and it sounds super campy, but I think it's very, very important, is that we are finally learning to put our health and mental well-being first. If I'm being completely transparent, our financial freedom journey did not start with a flash of genius or the idea of a bright future. It started because my mental health was on the verge of collapse. At the time, I was working a full-time job and a side hustle while attending graduate school, and I had no idea where I would find the time, money, or energy to pay off $300,000 of debt and all of the other things that we have accumulated that were way beyond our means. And so hitting our fire number has not only given us financial room to breathe, but it actually gave me real, tangible room to breathe. My fire number has given me time to focus on the basics of healthy living. I am just working on sleeping normal hours, trying to exercise more regularly, eating intentionally, and spending more on medications and supplements and vitamins and things that I needed but I long ignored. And when either of us has gotten ill, we no longer rush back to work right away, but focus on getting healthy first. I was able to get away with not getting uh, COVID for all of the two years. And then, of course, my first speaking engagement that I had to fly for is when I got COVID. And I, after got COVID, I spent time resting. I said no to a lot of engagements. I said no to a lot of clients. I rescheduled a lot of things because I wanted to put my health first. And I realized what a privilege that is now because we reached our fire number. And so while many of our friends and family still hold a stigma against admitting struggles around mental health, AJ and I have both now carved out time and money to see a a therapist regularly and take breaks during the week, not just on the weekends, so that both of us can take care of ourselves. Now, I want to remind you that your journey to financial independence doesn't have to, nor it should look anything like mine. And with this series, I want you to recognize that your story is unique and your challenges are going to come in your own ways. And by no means do I expect that all of my experience would reflect yours. But I do hope that in sharing some of these lessons and yes, the many mistakes that I took along the way, that you would find some inspiration and practical steps you can take to continue your money journey with a little less fear and a little more joy. Because you know, I'm Bernadette Joy. So as always, I'm here to remind you that even if you feel like a complete money mess today, financial independence can still be possible for you. And I hope you continue to listen to this podcast and hear more ways that you can reach financial freedom. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.